This episode of Hitting Play is brought to you by Kids Coffee, the coffee for kids. Skippy, wake up. Time for school. Ugh, I don't want to get up. Here, have some kids coffee. Later that morning. Class, who can tell me the square root of four? It's two. It's two. No, Skippy. Two's the answer. Skippy. Because two tends to be four. Call and on square you. root is a product of a factor multiplied okay, by itself. And two is the only even prime Skippy, number. Skippy, uh, Two can Skippy. be as bad as one. It's the loneliest number since the number one. Skippy, I didn't call on you. According to the song you. One. That was written by Harry Nilsson in 1967 and made it famous by the Skippy. band Three Dog Night. Their song One. It was off their self-titled Skippy. debut album released in 1968. Skippy. Best way. Hello, and welcome to Hitting Play, the podcast where we review, analyze, and discuss shows, movies, and other curiosities. I am Scott, and joining me once again on the Hitting Play hotline is a returning guest, our resident Star Wars expert, Paul. Paul, welcome back. Thanks, Scott. Great to be back. Yes, we uh, we have a lot to get to. I thought we were done with these episodes. Yeah, they surprised us with an international trailer uh, just a few days after the original trailer that we reviewed and then since then we've also had a couple commercials yeah and another poster campaign as well yep all right so let's get right into this we certainly have a lot to get to first we have to talk about that abc thursday night sneak preview Mm -hmm. it was pretty funny on thursday november 12th 2015 abc advertised a special star wars the force awakens themed block of their TGIT shows, I guess it's, you know, the Thursday version of TGIF. Along with an exclusive sneak peek at the movie, the cast of Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, and How to Get Away with Murder talked about why they love Star Wars and how their shows relate to the stories in Star Wars. And I'm watching this. I I had a DVR, all three, and just kind of skipped through them. And it's like, who thought of this? Well, I guess most stories do have your... You know, classic good guys and bad guys, so they could uh, obviously relate to that. Yeah, this was a stretch. I I had to write these down, because in case anybody wanted to know exactly how these shows related, or at least how the cast thought they related, this is what they said. This is Grey's Anatomy. They went into commercial break, and then we get some of the cast members saying, On Grey's Anatomy, Meredith is the everyman that's having this journey. She is a hero. Meredith is the one to take to battle. Good storytelling is all about the hero's struggle. On our show, it's a team of surgeons. This band of misfits, kind of like the rebels. They come together to save lives. That is our way of saving the world. (laughs) So that's how Grey's Anatomy is like Star Wars. I wouldn't know because I don't watch it or any of those shows on Thursday night. Same here. On Scandal, they said... The Jedi are similar to Scandal and the Gladiators. Jedi warriors have the mind trick. Gladiators have mind tricks. I love that Olivia has collected this band of heroes. That reminds me of these rebels that tried to fight the dark side. Like you said, there's always going to be some good element fighting some evil element. And on how to get away with murder, they said, In Star Wars, there's a struggle between the light and dark sides. That's something we deal with on our show, too. Annalise wants to be good like Obi-Wan. But she's flirting with the dark side. So, uh, actually not like Obi-Wan. <laughs> More like Anakin, huh? <laughs> but if you sat through all of that, and you, or you DVR'd and fast-forward through all of that like we did, you finally got to this special ABC exclusive sneak peek trailer. And actually in here we did get some new footage, some new dialogue, 
and kind of more of a clue as to what is actually going to happen in this film. So we open with the Lucasfilm Limited logo. It fades into the shot from the third trailer that we saw of Rey and BB-8 walking across the desert landscape of Jakku. And then that trailer cuts to the scene from the third trailer that shows that ship taking off on the horizon with that piece of wreckage in the foreground. And then we hear a female voice ask, who are you? This is all, you know, very familiar from the scene that we just reviewed in our previous episode together. That uh, piece of wreckage you mentioned in the foreground, someone pointed out that that kind of looks like the foot of an AT-AT walker. And supposedly it's been said somewhere that Ray's home on Jakku is actually a destroyed AT-AT. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so I don't know if that's just out there, you know, it's hogwash or if, it's, if there's something to it, but that sounded interesting. Yeah, that's really cool if that's true. So we get most of the stuff already from the third trailer. We, you know, we're seeing this again. Someone's asking Ray, who are you? She says, I'm no one. She's kind of sitting there in that encampment or that marketplace in Jakku. Now, before the shot fades to black, we now see Finn in his leather jacket walking through this Jakku market. And by the look on his face, we can see that he's very interested in what he's walking towards. The trailer next cuts to Finn, Ray, and BB-8 fleeing one of the tents in this encampment as a couple of TIE fighters swoop in overhead. And one of the TIE fighters fires its laser cannons, and all three are actually blasted forward in the explosion. This is kind of another angle at what we've already seen. Yeah, I kind of paused it and went frame by frame. I wanted to see if BB-8 was going to separate into two segments in that explosion. Yeah. Because the way he spins around, I'm like, his head must be attached, like, from, with magnets or something. Uh-huh. But I never saw him fall apart in the explosion. <laughs> he really but, gets uh, propelled. But it's a pretty good, cool shot with the explosion and them being thrown to the ground. Yeah. So after that, we next see a scene from a very early trailer where Ray extends her hand to Finn to help him up, and we hear her say, follow me. Then the trailer cuts to the words, a new threat. And this fades back into the scene from the third trailer that we had already seen, where we see Kylo Ren watching this red projectile streak across the front of his ship. And we also see the scenes from the third trailer of an Empire-like shuttle landing near burning tents, as well as Kylo Ren swiping down with his red signature lightsaber. Yeah, it seems like in almost all of these trailers, we're given a new piece of dialogue from Kylo Ren. The, uh, the one that was unique to this TV spot was I'll show them the dark side. Yes. And it sounded a little different from the line that it followed. So whether that's just because it's set at a different point in the movie and they kind of spliced them together, um, that could explain that. But it definitely did sound different from the line that preceded it, which I believe in this one was nothing will stand in our way, which we had heard before. Yes, nothing will stand in our way, and then I'll show them the dark side. But it definitely makes, you know, there's been several things we've seen that make me think that Kylo Ren does have some control over the Force. And if he's uttering that line, again, that would uh, be an indication that he is a Force user, possibly very early in the stages of that, very unrefined in his techniques. But he probably does have some control over the Force. Yeah, and, and that scene that we see over and over again where he has his hand extended out to the camera almost leads us to yeah. believe he's going to have some sort of force powers. Right. 
So after this, the trailer then cuts to the words, A New Beginning. And we next see that very familiar scene through a couple of trailers that we've already seen already. Uh, of a troubled Finn in his Stormtrooper armor as he's removing his helmet with a, a, a look of very deep concern on his face. After this, we next hear the voice of Rey say, I don't know your name. And the trailer next cuts to a scene inside of a First Order Star Destroyer. And this is a, a whole new scene. We, we see a few rows of TIE fighters seemingly in storage. This seems to be some sort of like docking bay or hangar. And one TIE fighter is trying to fly out. In fact, it even like breaks a tether, it looks like, in the process. And as it's leaving, it's just being fired upon by stormtroopers. And it successfully ends up going out into space. Yeah, obviously, um, we probably all think that this is Finn when he escapes from the Star Destroyer. Whether that tether was something that is typically attached to the TIE fighter, you know, for refueling or just keeping it in place during travel or if it was something that was possibly shot at him to uh, try to take him down. I don't know. Yeah. But he breaks that and he shoots out of the docking bay. And uh, probably that scene follows uh, or is followed soon after by uh, the one we saw in the other trailer of his TIE fighter exploding and the wreckage falling to Jakku. Yeah. So we can start to put these pieces kind of in place. There, we're getting them out of chronological order, but it's pretty easy now to, to fit them together. Right. We've also seen that scene from the second trailer where you see that TIE fighter in a docking bay or a hangar like that firing upon other stormtroopers and TIE fighters before, you know, trying to escape. So we, we tend to believe now this is all part of that same scene. Mm -hmm. The trailer then fades into a scene that we believe takes place inside the Millennium Falcon. We see Finn and Rey face to face and Finn replies... Finn, what's yours? So that's, you know, in response to the question before the scene where Ray says, I don't know your name. He replies, Finn, what's yours? So the trailer next makes a couple of very quick cuts. We see a quick scene of Ray's face. Then the scene from the third trailer where Finn, Ray, and BB-8 are walking with Han Solo into that banner-covered building. And we cut back to that face-to-face -face scene between Finn and Ray, and Ray replies, I'm Ray." Yeah, so obviously, uh, whatever little time they got to interact with each other on Jakku before the uh, TIE fighters started attacking them. And uh, we assume they were rescued by Han and Chewie in the Falcon. Uh, they didn't have much time for introductions. No. And, and it almost makes you wonder, like, well, how did they come together if they don't even know each other's names? Like, what brought them together? And, you know, it'll be interesting to see how all, all that unfolds. So after this, we get a quick cut to BB-8 peering around a corner, kind of a familiar thing. And uh, we next see Rey on that green forested planet as she looks up to see many First Order ships fly by in the sky above her. And it looks like a lot of TIE fighters as well as uh, Stormtrooper transport vehicles. Yeah, this is the shot that I had uh, talked about in our last podcast. That was uh, in one of the very brief commercials that were coming out to advertise the official release of the trailer during Monday Night Football. Mm -hmm. That was one of the scenes that was shown in those. So now we get a very quick cut to the same scene from the third trailer where stormtroopers are defending what appears to be the rubble of like a former base or something as a squadron of X-Wings approach over the water. The trailer then cuts to a scene in front of the Millennium Falcon on that green forested planet, and we see Han Solo say to Rey, you might need this, as he hands her a blaster. Yeah, probably uh, an understatement on Han's 
part. <laughs> we know she does need it, and we see her use it in other trailers, and we see her firing upon someone on that forest planet. So she does put it to use. Yes. It then cuts to the words on December 18th, and we next see footage that we had seen in the earlier trailers of TIE Fighters pursuing the Millennium Falcon on Jakku. And then the trailer cuts to a new scene featuring Rey on Jakku running across the top of some ship or bunker at some sort of metal surface, and she picks up her staff as she runs by. Yeah, this was a new scene, part of it at least, of the Falcon trying to escape from those TIE Fighters. It was another cool shot of it, almost like skimming the surface of the desert. Hmm. Like I said before, all these scenes we're seeing of ships, whether it be the Falcon and these TIE Fighters, or the X-Wings, TIE Fighters, dogfights, they all just look so beautiful, and I can't wait to see all of them on the big screen. Yeah, very nicely done. And then as far as Ray, you know, like you said, running and grabbing her staff, it almost, when I watched it after I had heard something about her living in an AT-AT, I looked at it and I was like, hmm, I wonder if that could be the AT-AT she lives in. But again, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, that's interesting. I never heard that. Now, now I want to go back and look at these trailers again. <laughs> the trailer cuts to the words now every generation, and we see two very quick looks at Finn and Ray. First, we see Finn next to an X-Wing from that scene in the third trailer where he bumps into Poe Dameron. And next, we see Ray's face as she walks down some sort of corridor with a look of interest on her face, and we see BB-8 rolling behind her down the stairs. Then the trailer cuts to what we assume Ray is walking towards, and this appears to be some sort of resistance base, and more specifically, like, a control room of sorts. And here we see what appears to be Princess Leia from behind in the center of the frame. Han Solo is there on the left side of the frame. And to the right, we see C-3PO with his new arm, as well as Admiral Akbar. There's also other humanoid people there wearing, you know, traditional browns and beiges that we know a lot of the Rebel Alliance wore. Yeah, it could be Admiral Akbar or possibly another Mon Calamari. Oh, it's an IMDb. I looked it up. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's Admiral. He's back. It's a trap. No, it's not. It's not a trap this time. Oh, I used to love that character. When I was, when I was little, I loved Admiral Akbar. What do you think of C-3PO with the new red replacement arm that he has? Yeah, it's all right. I, I don't have strong feelings one way or the other about it. But what's funny is it seems as though every time, you know, he gets, like, dirty or he's missing parts or he's in pieces, whenever he kind of goes back to the Rebel base, they shine him up and put him back together. But here we see him with kind of like a replacement arm. You wonder what's going on with the Rebel Alliance or at least, you know, the New Republic where they can't get this guy who's, you know, he's going to be such a historic figure now in the galaxy, and they can't get him back up to his original condition? Well, it's been like 50 or 60 years since Anakin built him, so maybe, uh... Well, we, yeah, 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 we don't have to talk <laughs> about that. So maybe true, uh, replacement parts are hard to come by now. You go to the junkyard and you just kind of take whatever fits. <laughs> so he's pretty much just an old, like, Oldsmobile or something now. Yep. Oh. Terrible. Now we see that these figures are in front of this round table with many control panels, and in the background many other people are walking around. It seems to be underground. We see kind of like a chandelier in the distance. There's beams of light extending down from it through the thick air. So are, are they in hiding? I don't know. I mean, I definitely think it is probably an underground base, whether it's on... Uh, I'm guessing it's probably on that forest planet we keep seeing in the trailers. Mm -hmm. Just kind of makes sense. Because, you know, as we've discussed, we've only seen three planets, what well, we think are three planets in these trailers. 
probably underground in this forest planet. Yeah, very very similar to Yavin 4. Mm-hmm. The trailer then cuts to the words, has a story. So this continues what we saw earlier. Every generation has a story. And this fades into that scene from the third trailer where we see an X-Wing fire upon a TIE fighter over that green forested planet in, in that battle that we have seen many scenes from. Another just beautiful shot. Yeah, I love that shot where the X-Wing is firing on that TIE fighter, like dropping down from above, and it explodes. That's one of my favorite scenes in the trailers. Next comes a bunch of quick cuts. We next get a new scene, and we see here amongst the rubble, Finn is wielding a blue lightsaber as he fights a stormtrooper holding an electrified staff weapon of some sort. Yeah, this was a really interesting shot, you know. Obviously, when does Finn receive this lightsaber is a question. We all assume it's the one that Anakin built Mm -hmm. and was given to Luke in A New Hope, and then he lost on Cloud City. So when does he receive it, and how many stormtroopers are equipped with electrified staffs that can stop a lightsaber blade? Yeah, pretty interesting. They're able to defend a blow from a lightsaber now. I mean, we did see in uh, Revenge of the Sith, there were those droids that were with General Grievous that had some kind of similar weapon that could stop a lightsaber blade. Yeah. So they have been around, but I can't imagine... You know, all stormtroopers are walking around with these things. Yeah, maybe that's uh, Daniel Craig in that stormtrooper outfit. Maybe. (laughs) So this quickly cuts to another new scene, this featuring Han Solo and Chewbacca coming out from behind some wreckage, also among the rubble, and we see Han Solo firing a blaster. Also notable is that Chewbacca's right arm is also bandaged in this scene, as it was in the third trailer where we see them surrender. So this part could be before the surrender, or perhaps we're seeing them escape that situation. Yeah, it's closely related, obviously, and that's probably the same rubble we see the X-Wings flying toward. So whether uh, they come to save the day when Han and Chewie are captured, or if that happens afterward. Yeah, and more about that rubble later. I I have some theories as we put some more pieces together. Next in the trailer, we see two more familiar shots, one featuring Kylo Ren extending his hand as the tents are burning behind him and we see stormtroopers rounding up people. We kind of, in the last episode, theorized that this is all on Jakku. And then we see a giant wave of a red explosion on a forested planet. These are our two scenes we see together. They're cut together. Just as in the third trailer, we saw a scene of Kylo Ren cut right next to this red explosion so we tend to believe he is somewhat responsible yeah but after this we get a new scene featuring ray in the middle of some sort of fight in that jakku market or encampment whatever it is we see her strike some sort of individual that's dressed in brown cloth yeah it'll be interesting to see why she does that um obviously he's not dressed like an imperial so uh whether he's a spy that reported her location if she's actually someone that they're after or what i don't know but it'll be interesting to see why she attacks him here yeah and we see that she's a skilled fighter she can certainly you know defend herself and live on her own and that's you know just an example of her skillfully defending herself We next get another look at Poe Dameron's X-Wing as it glides over the surface of the water on that green forested planet. And here we can clearly see that this X-Wing is like a dark gray color with orange or reddish stripes and accents. A little different from the X-Wings we saw Luke fly so many years ago. 
Yeah, some of them have received paint jobs. We also see ones with blue on them, and they're not just the typical gray and red anymore. No. And if you see, like, the toys, I've seen them in ads and stuff, you can definitely see what that color scheme looks like. And Pose especially, I don't know if it's just Pose or, you know, or his squadron or whatever, but they're a dark, dark gray with orange stripes. And the trailer ends on a very quick scene featuring a squadron of X-Wings attacking and flying over the surface of some sort of ship or base. Very quickly in the background of that scene, we can see snowy mountains. So it looks like it takes place on that Hoth-like planet that we suspect to be, you know, the Starkiller base, or at least the location of the Starkiller base. Right, and the part that they're flying over that's made out of metal, that's probably the base itself, it's quite expansive. It looks uh, very similar to flying over the surface of the Death Star. Yeah, it does. I, I was also thinking that this could be them attacking uh, the Finalizer, which is Kylo Ren's ship. That's, uh, from what I've seen, is a, it's a large black Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if this could be where his ship is as well. It's a possibility. Yeah. So it finishes with the title Star Wars Force Awakens, December 18th. Tickets now available, as you well know, Paul. And uh, still, this movie is not yet rated. So they're still kind of teetering between that PG, PG-13 rating. Do you think they are? It's not final yet. Yeah. Sometimes I see that at the end of a trailer and I'm like, you know what it's going to be, you know? <laughs> I really can't imagine this being anything less than PG-13. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Yeah, we'll just have to see. I mean, it's definitely not going to be an R, and it's definitely not going to be a G. It's just going to be, you know, somewhere in the middle there. No matter what, it's probably for, you know, older kids to adults anyway. Right. So that was that trailer on ABC. Very interesting. Couple new looks. Now, before that, it had been kind of mentioned on various websites, and uh, I saw it on social media, that there was a Japanese trailer that was put up on YouTube. Now, just like that ABC trailer, this also has a lot of footage we already saw, but it does reveal some new things. So let's uh, let's break this international trailer down a little bit. Okay. <laughs> All right, so this trailer opens with a beautiful scene where we see a small figure standing in front of the huge half-submerged engine of a fallen Star Destroyer in the desert sands. And we see that this person appears to be standing next to a staff plunged in the ground, perhaps getting ready to scavenge as we saw Ray. It's hard to tell exactly who this person is, however. Yeah, my thought is it's not Ray. I'm, I'm thinking this might be happening while she is inside scavenging, and this is someone, maybe a standing guard. Uh, helping her out, whether this is Maz Kanata, the space pirate character, or another character. I've seen in photos where Ray does pal around with someone on Jakku. Mm-hmm. That's who I think this might be. Okay. Now here we get the who are you, I'm no one scene, you know, that we saw previously. It cuts to a sunset over Jakku. And here we see some creatures and some technology in the foreground. It's like antennas or something. And we also see some people walking way out in the distance and a speeder goes by along the horizon. Yeah, very similar look to what we've seen on Tatooine. Only, yeah. I guess, there's only one sun parching this planet instead of two. Yeah, yeah. Very big difference there. Now, in the Japanese trailer, we are hearing all this dialogue in its original English. But at the bottom, we are given Japanese subtitles. So what I did was I have the Google Translate app where you can actually take a photo of another language and have it translate 
by highlighting the other language and translating it to English. So for all of the dialogue in this trailer, I translated it from Japanese back to English just to see if it gave us anything different. So, who are you? I'm no one. In Japanese, it's you're who? It is nothing. <laughs> we next see BB-8 approaching Ray, and we see her asking it, where do you come from? This next cuts to the scene where we saw in the third trailer, Ray and BB-8 traveling across the deserts of Jakku. So we were kind of questioning in our previous episode together, you know, how does BB-8 even get there? Well, Ray's wondering the same thing. Yeah, that's really interesting. Like, I always assumed, you know, from the beginning that BB-8 was Ray's droid. But for this to possibly be the uh, scene in which they meet in the middle of the desert, it looks like just raises more questions about the origins of BB-8. If he came down with the Imperials and got left behind or what? Yeah, it seems like Finn, Ray, and BB-8 all kind of joined together at around the same time. Yeah, and that conversation between the two of them continues, right? Well, it's not clear, but from here we get the dialogue of Ray saying, I know all about waiting from my family. Yeah, at first I thought this was all kind of just like spliced together and didn't really belong to what we were watching, but as I watched the trailer more and more, I really got the sense that this was banter back and forth between her and BB-8. Yeah. If it is, I don't know when she learned how to understand astromech droid. <laughs> we know Luke had trouble with that when he first met R2, but seemed to get the hang of it as the movies went on. Yeah. Yeah, we hear Ray say, I know all about waiting from my family. So that line made me question even more, like, who is Ray's family? Does she have one or two important, well-known parents that we've come to know from past movies? Was she possibly put on Jakku to protect her from the uh, battles that her parents might be involved in? It's very interesting to find out who she is exactly. Yeah, and as you've pointed out in you know a couple of episodes that we've covered now, we still don't know her last name. That's right. Same with Finn. But, uh, yeah, there's just, uh, we're not getting the whole story here, which, again, very good. We don't want the whole story in the trailers. Now, just uh, the translation here, where do you come from is, where are you from? I know all about waiting from my family is, I'm waiting, and then a mention of family. So, again, nothing new here. This next cuts into a couple of very quick looks at Ray, Finn, and BB-8. And we also get a beautiful shot of a squadron of TIE fighters in front of that rising or setting sun. Yeah, that was a really nice shot. Yeah, I really like that. And it almost appears that BB-8 is sensing the presence of the approaching TIE Fighters and warning Ray and Finn. Yeah, this scene is probably right before the one we covered in speaking about the last trailer, where um, they then leave the tent and the tent explodes as the TIE Fighters swoop in and fire upon them. Yeah. Now we next get a scene of the stormtroopers torching the homes and belongings, or you can definitely see some baskets there, and this is what we presume to be on Jakku. We see a trooper with a specially designed suit, along with a backpack that contains two tanks and red lights, and we see that he's holding a large flamethrower nozzle. So these guys are definitely equipped to handle this weapon, and uh, yeah, just kind of like a different stormtrooper armor altogether. We had an early look at these characters, these these flame troopers earlier. Yeah, they're all specialized. You know, the stormtroopers have the standard look, and then there's the 
flame troopers and there's the uh, snow troopers. You know, they all have different gear associated with uh, whatever weapons or climate they're dealing with. In this whole scene, next cuts to uh, what we saw earlier, Captain Phasma walking out and Kylo Ren with his hand extended into the camera. And that's all stuff we saw in the third trailer. And in Japanese, it cuts to the word awake. We next see Kylo Ren, and he says, I will fulfill our destiny. I will finish what you started. And this cuts to a new look at his lightsaber being ignited. Yeah, and that was another unique line from him, that I will fulfill our destiny. And if he is speaking to Darth Vader's helmet when he says that, it means that he feels like he has some connection to Vader, whether it's just, you know, sharing the dark side of the Force, or if there's more of a connection that we don't know about yet. Yeah, and in English, like I said, he says, I will fulfill our destiny, I will finish what you started. In Japanese, it is, this is my destiny, I, I inherit you, or I inherit thee. Okay. So whether he's talking about feeling uh, that he's inheriting this legacy, this helmet, and everything about it, well, we don't know. Or maybe he's just kind of inheriting what he feels is Darth Vader's mission. Right. I just thought that was kind of an interesting way of terming it. Yeah. The trailer then cuts to the words, the world is inherited now. <laughs> so maybe Google Translate's just messing with me. <laughs> uh-huh. But just kind of an interesting phrase, the world is inherited now. Yeah, that's weird. We next see Ray, Finn, and BB-8 fleeing a TIE fighter attack, and TIE fighters pursuing the Millennium Falcon around Star Destroyer wreckage on Jakku. Here we also see Finn and Ray introduce themselves to each other by name, and Poe Dameron's X-Wing flying across the water on that green forested planet. Of course, in English we hear them say, I don't know your name. Finn. I'm Ray. And in Japanese, name is Finn. I'm Ray. So, again, very similar. Now we get a couple of quick looks at the stormtroopers defending the rubble as the X-Wings are approaching over the water, and Kylo Ren is standing in the rain with his lightsaber ignited as those individuals who we kind of presumed in our last episode where the Knights of Ren are standing around him. So, again, shots that we've already seen at this point. Right. Now, we hear dialogue from the third trailer where Rey says there were stories about what happened. But now we get new footage. We, we see a resistance base control room, kind of like what we saw in that ABC trailer, and this features Leia, C-3PO, and some other rebel in a red jumpsuit. Yeah, I really think that's Poe. Is that him? Uh, yeah, I think so. He's a little out of focus. It was hard to tell. Yeah, I think it's him. And also on the left, uh, you can see Chewbacca if you pause at the right moment. And in English, the dialogue, there were stories about what happened. In Japanese is, I heard a lot of rumors. <laughs> now this fades into the familiar scene of X-Wings battling TIE fighters on that green forested planet followed by a large explosion and a close-up of BB-8 looking up at it. And we can even, like, see it in the reflection in his eye lens. That was kind of a, a new, closer look at BB-8. Yeah, so when I saw that, I wondered if that explosion was part of that attack that we've been seeing over and over again at nighttime when the village is burning and everything. I wondered if that was part of that and if he is seeing that from a distance. Yeah. Yeah, that could very well be, because the only other explosion we saw was in the middle of the day. Right, and he was right there when it happened. Yeah, and he was right in the middle of it. Yeah. 
We next quickly see the scene from the third trailer of Finn, Rey, and BB-8 being led by Han Solo into that banner-covered stone building. Then that scene from the second trailer of a hand taking what we believe is Anakin and Luke's lightsaber from an alien hand. Yeah, just a little more about those banners. I know I had mentioned before that some of them were Mandalorian flags or banners, uh-huh. and that one of them has the Boba Fett logo on it. I've also heard in YouTube videos that some of them are pod racer flags. Yeah, I had heard that too from The Phantom Menace, from when they all kind of like have their introduction. They all kind of go out and I think even uh, the, you know, not finished version of C-3PO kind of walks out with Anakin's banner. Right. Yeah, I had heard that. Very interesting. But maybe this person just likes to collect flags. (laughs) Could be. Could be something as simple as that. Now this transitions into the scene we saw in the third trailer of Finn and Rey talking to Han Solo, and we hear Han reply, The Force, it's true. All of it. Again, this is kind of a truncated version of what we heard in the third trailer where he even says the Jedi, and does he say the dark side as well? Yes. So all of that's kind of cut out, and it's just cut to The Force, it's true. All of it. And according to the Japanese translation, it was Force, exist, it's all true. The trailer then cuts to a new scene of X-Wings maneuvering over that icy planet, again, that we believe to be Starkiller Base. And uh, this is a beautiful shot, and the camera is positioned between two of the wings of one of the X-Wings. Yeah, I like that shot as well. Yeah. That X-Wing, I believe, has a lot of blue on it. Yeah, it's a a different color. Yeah, so that's not Poe's X-Wing, it's someone else probably. And this very quickly cuts to the scene from the third trailer of the X-Wings battling TIE Fighters over the green forested planet. And I had to view this a couple of times. It's very hard to see the cut between the two scenes, but it's there. Right. We next see what we saw in the ABC trailer, that scene of Rey running and picking up her staff on Jakku. We also see Finn in the snowy forest igniting the blue lightsaber. And a new scene of Chewbacca pressing a button on a handheld device and that is quickly followed by the explosion on a First Order vessel that we saw in the third trailer. And uh, that was the scene that featured that mouse droid. Right. So again, don't know if there's a connection there, yeah. or if they just spliced it together that way. But it, it was kind of neat to see Chewie's hand like that. I, I don't know that we've ever seen shots of his hand very often. It's just like all this hair, you know? Yeah, yeah. But you can actually make out fingers and like his hand is black has like padding or whatever you know it's not all hairy yeah it's almost like a dog's paw (laughs) the trailer then cuts to a scene of ray looking frightened as kylo ren holds his lightsaber to her neck yeah that was really interesting and caught me off guard that's the first time we've seen kylo ren on this forested planet and uh well maybe we don't know because it could be the same as the snowy forest but we're not sure could be you know, Star Wars, in Star Wars, typically planets have one climate, you know? Yeah. And one type of environment. So that was interesting to see those two characters in such close proximity and uh, interacting in that way. Yeah. And you could definitely tell the uh, fear on Ray's face as she had that lightsaber held to her neck. Yes. And this looks very similar to the location that she was in when she looked up and saw those First Order vessels flying over her, as well as that scene where she's kind of angry and firing a a blaster. Yeah. It seems that that's all in that same area of the woods. And this is followed now by footage that we saw in the third trailer of BB-8 on the back of Poe Dameron's X-Wing, 
as well as the X-Wings battling the TIE Fighters over that icy planet trench. This fades to black, then the black fades into that scene of Rey crying over a body, and this is the scene that we saw in the third trailer that we thought, you know, this could be Chewbacca that was injured or killed, but we're not really sure. Yeah, something uh, not good happens there. As we see this, we hear that familiar older female voice. We know it's not Ray, And she's saying, hope is not lost today. It is found. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. Uh, you know how when George made the prequels, he tried to mirror them based on the original trilogy. Yeah. And it's almost like they're doing that again here um, with that line, you know, episode four is a new hope. And so this line saying that hope is not lost, it is found, just kind of reminded me of that. And we're, now we're left to wonder, how was the hope found? Right. Possibly in uh, the discovery of these new characters, one or more of them that will help in fighting the uh, First Order. Well, I tend to believe it's actually just one character that they're specifically interested in. And again, I've been translating all of these lines into Japanese, and so far they've been all exactly the same. You know, a little variation. What's your name? Who are you? I'm Finn. I'm Ray. I'm Finn. I'm Ray. It's been pretty dead on. But this line, hope is not lost today, it is found. The subtitles in Japanese, when translated to English, are now, hope is not lost, he was born. Yeah. When I saw that, I'm like, oh, I'm glad I did this. Because <laughs> so far it wasn't paying off. So could this be referring to Finn? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I always have been going along thinking that Ray was going to be the, uh, the main focus of this trilogy. But, you know, ever since we've seen Finn wielding the lightsaber, that's kind of been challenged a bit. All the indications are that, that Finn, something is happening to Finn. Some ch Something changed. And we see him inherit that blue lightsaber, you know, a very famous lightsaber. And now we get this line, he was born. And again, this could be still referring to Luke. We still don't know Luke's role in this whole story. And we probably won't until we actually see it. <laughs> and as we're recording this today, it has been confirmed by Disney or, you know, J.J. Abrams, that this other female voice that we hear, the one that's saying, hope is not lost today, it is found is Lupita Nyong'o. That's the character Maz Kanata, and it has been confirmed that Maz Kanata is that little alien character that we see on the Force Awakens poster. Very, very small, between R2-D2 and BB-8, right under Rey's hand, holding the staff. Okay. Now, keeping that in mind, remember way back in trailer number two, we hear that monologue where Luke is talking about, I have it, my sister has it, and we see that small alien hand hand over the lightsaber. Okay, so could it be that Maz Kanata, if that is the character on, I was talking about earlier that uh, pals around with Rey on Jakku, could it be that she is a protector or someone that has been assigned to watch over Rey while she is in hiding? I don't know, that's what I'm wondering. That could very well be kind of like the role that Obi-Wan Kenobi had. Obviously, he didn't have as much interaction with Luke, but he watched from a distance as Luke was raised by Owen and Beru on Tatooine. Well, that will be interesting to find out. Yeah. We also heard her in the third trailer say that the Force is calling to you, just let it in. 
So if right. this is all in reference to Finn, we believe that maybe she had also talked to Finn at some point. So she might not be on Jakku. So, from this point, learning what we have already, let's move on to what's called the TV spot. This was a, a 30 second trailer that recently surfaced on YouTube. It's just called Star Wars TV Spot. And this gives us a couple more fraction of a second scenes, along with a new cryptic line of dialogue. So let's throw this into the mix. So for the new scenes, we see the Millennium Falcon flying towards a stone building with kind of like, you see spires and towers on it. On that green forested planet. Yeah, another beautiful shot. All these shots of the Millennium Falcon in flight are just amazing. Yes. Now, if you notice the location of this building, it's kind of like surrounded by water partially on both sides. This building looks very similar to the location of the burning rubble that we see the stormtroopers defending in other trailers. Yeah. So this could be that building before it's destroyed. Now, we also get a longer look at that banner-covered stone building that Han Solo, Finn, Rey, and BB-8 are entering. And as the shot pans up in this trailer, it's just for a split second, we see that it also has these spires or these towers coming from it. So this could be the very same building. And then the question is, you know, is the uh, command center that we've seen, is that underground or within this building, or are the two... It's a good question. So we also here get a new look at Han Solo, and we, we notice here that he's in a cold climate. Yeah, and if, you, uh, if you're really fast with the pause button, if you catch it just as that scene starts, you'll actually see that Finn is with him. He's on the left side of the shot, and the, when the camera like kind of zooms in on Solo, he leaves the shot. But it's uh, Han and Finn there on the ice planet. Okay. We also get a bunch of very short but new looks in this TV spot as well at this point. We get a, another look at, at Poe Dameron in the cockpit of an X-Wing. This is something that we've seen all the way back from the first trailer, which was more of a teaser, but this is a little different. Yeah, this one's spliced together with that other battle that seems to possibly be over the Starkiller base or... Uh, you had mentioned perhaps over Kylo Ren's ship, but it's definitely a different look for Poe within the cockpit, different lighting than we're used to. Yeah. Uh, the, the times we've seen them before seem to be spliced together with when the X-Wings were flying over the water, heading toward that battle on the Forced Planet, and I definitely think this scene of him is in this other battle. Throughout this trailer, it also cuts to the words, every generation has a story. We see more here of Rey, and again, that scene where she's helping Finn up. And a new look at Rey wielding the blaster, and it's cut right next to a scene of Kylo Ren defending. Yeah, if these two quick shots belong together, it seems like this is also part of that interchange in the forest when Kylo Ren and Rey come in contact. It seems like she's firing that blaster that Han gave her on Kylo Ren, and he's deflecting it with his lightsaber. You kind of see sparks fly, but it's all very fast. We get some scenes that we've probably seen before in other trailers, but one thing new that they did add is a look at Rey in what appears to be the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. We can see she's under intense stress. She's pushing some lever as far as she possibly can. 
And the very next scene that they cut to is the Millennium Falcon just bursting through the trees on that snowy forested planet. Yeah, again, you have to wonder if these two shots belong together or not. What she's pushing forward seems to be like the thruster or the accelerator. It's almost the same thing that we see Han push forward when they go into light speed. So it could be a separate scene. But if they do belong together, it seems like she's getting out of there in a hurry, blasting through the snowy pine trees. And it looks very similar to the location that we've seen explode in a, a red explosion, you know, in the yeah. snowy forest. So could that happen right after the Falcon leaves? Like they know something's about to take place and they quick get out of there before the explosion. And like we were wondering, this might have something to do with that primary weapon of the Starkiller base, whether it's being fired upon that location or it's firing from that location, because we know from the poster that the Starkiller base looks to have one big primary weapon or perhaps thruster, but it looks like a weapon. And yeah, they, they definitely want to get out of there. And if they don't have time, you could see them just making a straight shot through the trees. Yeah, and it was brought up on a, uh, a YouTube video that if you look up the Starkiller base, I believe it was on like Disney's website or, or something official. If you look up the description of Starkiller base they give, they mention that it has the ability to wipe out star systems. Oh, wow. And so that makes you wonder, well, instead of attacking an individual planet, does this weapon attack a star? Because, you know, if you took the sun out, that would wipe out our star system, our solar system. Yeah. So could that be the target of this weapon is stars instead of planets? Obviously, it could be used to attack a planet because the second Death Star, it would fire upon rebellion ships, you know, and take them out easily as well. Yeah. But then could you imagine that discussion where they, in the First Order, where, oh yeah, we just invented this new weapon. Well, what does it do? It can destroy stars. Well, you know, we already have these ships called Star Destroyers. Like, <laughs> do we really, now we got to rename all these things? Well, it is the Star Killer. Just call it a okay. call it a star killer. I know it's a dumb name, but it, we already have star destroyers. And also, seeing that Millennium Falcon on that snowy planet, this could, if this you know snowy planet is where the Star Killer base is, where the snowy trees are, this could place all of our main characters at what we think is the Star Killer base, at what we think is the climax of the movie. So that's kind of an interesting clue there too. If Ray is the one that is piloting the Falcon and she is alone on it or at least without Han and Chewie, that could lead to the scene we saw on that other trailer when Han says we're home, and we think he's talking about the Falcon. Oh yeah, that's right. Now as we see all these scenes in this TV spot, we only get one line of dialogue, and it is that female voice that we know now is Lupita Nyong'o's character, Maz Kanata, and she says, I have lived long enough to see the same eyes in different people. I see your eyes. I know your eyes. So what do you make of this, Paul? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the first thing that I thought was that the eyes of whoever she's talking to are very similar to their parents, but could mean something else as well. Now, keep in mind, this is 30 years after the Battle of Endor, correct? Yes. So for this character to say, I have lived long enough, 
you assume this character's over 30. Uh-huh. So this could be somebody that knows a lot of the characters that we know from the original trilogy. Possibly the character who retrieves Luke's lost lightsaber on Bespin, and possibly the Yoda-like character of this trilogy. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah, like I've said before, Scott, it'd be awesome if I could somehow piece all these trailers together and just, like, take scenes and put them together like a jigsaw puzzle and try to fit it all together in a way that I think is going to be the chronological order. I definitely think we're going to start on Jakku, and then our heroes are going to travel to that forest planet. Things are going to happen there, and then eventually it'll move on to the ice planet and the Starkiller base. It would just be neat to splice it all together and see what we could come up with. Right now, I just have to do that in my mind. <laughs> That's probably the best way. And, and it's interesting to see how this is all going to play out, how all of these pieces they gave us are really supposed to fit together. And then when the movie ends, where does it go from here? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they, you know, continue to have Luke and Han and Leia and Chewie, you know, all the old heroes play any kind of role in episodes eight and nine, or if they completely leave their stories for one reason or another and focus mainly on the new characters. We should title all of the episodes, It's Interesting to See, because it's, it's all we're saying over and over again, but it really is. It is interesting to see how exactly these questions are going to be answered, how everything's going to play out. And just getting that Japanese translation of, he was born, just seeing how important a character like Finn is, how central he is to this story. Right now, he's being presented as one of a, a cast of characters, but one of these characters is going to stand out. And seeing Finn wielding that very famous blue lightsaber that so far we've seen, you know, being held by the main character of each of the other two trilogies, uh, again, it's going to be interesting to see. I can't wait. Just a little less than five weeks away. I know, we keep getting closer. Hopefully we don't have to record another one of these episodes. <laughs> well, if they keep teasing us and <laughs> stuff like this, we might have to. I know, stop teasing us. Just bring on the movie at this point. All right, well, before we wrap up, we should also talk about another poster campaign that was released. This features different characters from the movie holding their weapons over their right eye. We see Han Solo, Kylo Ren, there's Finn. Are there more? Th there's more than just those three, right? Uh, there is Han Solo and Leia. They have Leia as well? Yeah. Now, Leia isn't wielding a weapon. What's crossing her right eye is the green beam on one of those glass walls that we see in command centers uh -huh. that they're looking at and, you know, keeping track of things on. It seems to be like one of those things that's in front of her. We also see that Finn in his poster is holding up his blue lightsaber. So this is another indication that Finn and that blue lightsaber belong together. A at first in the third trailer, we saw him pick it up and he kind of looked nervous, you know, encountering Kylo Ren. So it's like, well, did he just kind of grab this thing? Does Just because he had it as a weapon, it's the only thing he could use at the time. But we're starting to see that, no, this actually does belong to him. He is supposed to have this weapon. And he's also in the main poster wielding it. We see him again in these other trailers. So now just more and more that you see of Finn, you see less of him in that Stormtrooper armor and more of him with this blue lightsaber. Yeah, and in the uh, Ray poster, she's got her staff. 
in front of her eye. Yeah. So, her weapon of choice in this movie, at least. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be that she has the Force powers like we were wondering about months and months ago. It seems to be a little bit more clear on that now. And we'll see if uh, Finn is the new character that's supposed to bring balance to the Force. Yeah, because, I mean, if you think about it, if that is Maz Kanata that is speaking in all these trailers and is the one talking about, you know, the Force is calling to let it in. You know, if she's also the one that is asking Ray, who are you? To which we obviously hear Ray reply, I'm no one. All that leads us to believe that Ray is the one that the Force is calling to, that this is all part of their interaction and dialogue. No. Perhaps uh, Maz Kanata has a lot of conversations with Finn, too, that we just haven't seen anything of yet. Yeah, that's why I'm wondering if she is in that stone building with the spires, because it seems as though they're being led to her, that she has never met Ray before, that she sees something in one of their eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, it's one of those things we'll, we'll just have to see. Yep. More unanswered questions. <laughs> but again, we look forward to having them answered on December 18th. Or for me, December 17th. Oh, that's right, that's right. Well, that'll pretty much do it for this episode of Hitting Play. As always, you can email us with your comments, suggestions, your theories, whatever you got for us at hittingplayshow at gmail.com, or you can talk to us on Twitter at Hitting Play. Now, Paul, do you have anything you want to plug? Sure, you can follow me on Twitter. My name is at Zajewski. You got to spell that. Z-A-J-C-Z-E-W-S-K-I. Very good. I am on Twitter as well. There, my name is MC and Friends. You can follow me there. You can also follow me on Vine. There, my name is also MC and Friends. And there, I do little flip page animations, little humorous cartoons. You can check my stuff out there. If you listen to us on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a five star review. It helps us out. And if you do, you will get a shout out on the show. Oh, and speaking of which, I just have to check my voicemail for one second. Hold on. You have one new message. Message. Hi, this is Morgan Freeman. I just want to thank Andy Fish for his five-star review of Hitting Play. And also, I built the Batmobile. Huh, that was weird. Well, anyway, for Android users, you can stream and download us on the Stitcher app. We are also available on TuneIn Radio as well, and pretty soon we will be on Google Play, so look for us there. Well, Paul, thank you for taking some time again to come on the show and discuss these trailers and uh, look forward to seeing the movie with you. Yeah, no problem. It's been a lot of fun speculating about all these things and I look forward to getting all our questions answered together this winter. Yes, very, very soon. Well, we have been Paul and Scott and this has been Hitting Play. Thank you so much for listening. May the Force be with you. <laughs>